0: hi everyone welcome to the foster inclusion podcast and thank you so much for joining me i'm your host saïda gomez fleury this is part de of the conversation with my french husband about bitcoin and identity our conversation is candid casual and at times raw We discuss topics like in-group, out-group dynamics, ageism, and privilege as a liability. So without further ado, let's get to it. There's this other thing too that I thought of in the context of um, of diversity and inclusion and some of the the lingo we use, which is like in group and out group dynamics. And so basically, when you're in the in group, you're you're kind of given a pass. Like if you bring a relatively new idea, because you've got like, I guess, a good bond or a good connection with people. If people think it's crazy, they'll kind of joke with you, but you're still in the in-group, like it's not uh, your identity or your level of intelligence, nothing is being called into question. But when you're in the out-group, uh, if you come with a new idea, you could be rejected, faced with ridicule, et cetera. And so like from that perspective, speaking to you and a few other people um, who are, I guess, more on the conservative end of things about Bitcoin, I really felt moments of like outgroup. Uh, like belonging to an out group and it it speaks to what I mentioned earlier like is he saying this because or is he not listening because I'm a woman because I'm not a computer scientist maybe but there's so many other elements to the ecosystem that are interesting like you know and yeah it really 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 made me think of that did you or in hindsight do you see that or is that something that you can consider
1: Yeah, I can consider that. Did I see that at the moment? No. Uh, No, I can really consider that. And for me, I mean, I've never really been part of the out group. I mean, I never faced that. So, I mean, I've always... Like, even when I was in Canada, yes, it's a different language. Yes, it's a different country.
0: In Toronto. Sorry, yeah. people speak French. Yeah, no, there
1: there I felt very strange. But in, in Toronto, that was... No, but seriously, yeah, I've never been really like in the. I never felt this like out group in group element. I've always felt like I've been in the in group to a certain extent. So now, when you say what you just said, yes, I see uh, where that you can have you you have felt that way, and like my behavior has made you feel that way. Um, yeah, but I did, Yeah, I never experienced um, such yeah, situation.
0: And it's like, uh, like uh, while I was in business school, we did, um, we spent time looking at the halo effect and understanding how like. Uh, like just what brand building actually does. And so the halo effect as it applies to Bitcoin, not that it needs a halo because I think it's like, it's something everyone should really study, look into, understand for themselves. Um, But now that like Paul Tudor Jones, uh, Elon Musk, Michael Saylor from uh, MicroStrategy, like now that all of these big, like uh, BlackRock, all of these big powerhouses are coming forth and saying, "Yeah, we've put like X percent of our cash reserves into Bitcoin." It's like I don't feel weird anymore. Like <laughs> no. I feel like I, I can come out of my weirdness hole and like and speak openly and freely without fear of of rejection.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Because and you found, I mean, you Saida, found a community. Right? Yeah, it's like, it's like weirdos. It's like, yeah, it's like geeks. <laughs> gamers right like you have like
0: (laughs) cheesiness like a
1: community where anyway we were joking about it last night i think that's why i said to, to me it it reminds me of gamers like yeah it's like because we speak about it so intensely in general the world knows that it's happening i feel that actually the world doesn't know whatsoever that it's happening i think there are some i think it's picking up a little bit on In terms of the audience but it's still a minority of people i agree with you that everybody should be interested in that i mean i think about my parents my parents are not going to look at bitcoins now i mean they're not going to be interested in that and this whole segment of the population i think is not going to be looking into that because yeah they they don't know they don't want to and they don't necessarily have the tools and ability to be interested into that but clearly i mean if i reflect like even even six months ago before the tesla and before like all these things i understand you would still feel as a weirdo at that moment because it was just like your very small community and not that community
0: it's, it's, a, a small community in switzerland or
1: yeah. no I, well in switzerland but i mean bitcoin like a, had a spike in what 2018
0: 17, 17. Big, yeah. yeah and
1: then it, it was like kind of flat right it was like flat for full... it's
0: fluctuating yeah no but
1: i mean it was fluctuating it's, around it was not
0: 50k exactly yes. exactly <laughs> it
1: was fluctuating at a pretty stable level and there there was not a lot of noise in the mainstream media or the specialized media or alternative medias and so when you when you were interested two years ago about it, I understand like you would feel a little bit as a weirdo when you were more of a precursor to a certain extent. And now that I speak enough, I can only imagine. Yeah, like it's a, it's easy. It's it's easier for you to a certain extent.
0: Mm. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned like your parents; they wouldn't do that. Um, I was on, uh, so I'm new to Clubhouse, um, I'm sure you guys know what Clubhouse is, it's an app with a bunch of different rooms where you can speak about specific uh, subjects, um, you've got moderators uh, who, who moderate conversations and stuff, and you can ask to be on stage to ask for questions, and last night I was part of uh, the, I think it's called uh, Black Bitcoin Billionaires, um clubhouse room which is like that's the place to be like it is uh it is it is uh it's it's I, i was shocked by the number of people involved but you know like um you you mentioned your parents and i think that there can be a perception that bitcoin in itself is kind of exclusive in some way like you need to have the right I guess you need to have a tech background you need to have access to the right resources you need this you need that and you need the other Um, and I think one of the assumptions too is that you have to be relatively young uh, in order to get involved and I mean like from my experience my exposure that's not necessarily the case There was a lady, um, I think she was like, I think she said she was like 67 or something. And I detected a slight Trini accent like um, she was in. So firstly, she was on Clubhouse and she was basically asking uh, questions and saying, um, I want to build a legacy for my grandchildren. I've got three reasons to be involved with Bitcoin. Um, and it's my three grandkids, Um, I heard about this, I heard about this, I've bought a few Satoshis, how do I get a wallet, how do I do this? And she's in her 60s. And so for me, it's like, it's almost um, like the perspective, the generational perspective is certainly contextual. Um, I'm uh, like, I I, I don't want to cast any kind of shade on your parents or anything, but I think that like you, because they're comfortable, because they have not had a need to even consider a different way of uh, transacting money. They have not had a need to consider a different way of storing value. Like they had access to mortgages, uh, an Mm -hmm. ecotech, you know, without a problem to buy a house. They've had access to bank loans if necessary. Your father has always had a stable job with the same company for his entire career. Uh, Like they've not had to like pursue like higher degrees of education in order to ensure employment that the incentive just isn't there because it doesn't need to be there. Like to me, it's not about age or access to resources. I think it's really about uh, your personal journey, your personal experiences the experiences of like family members and friends and people who are like you around that incentivizes you to get involved. Like this lady, she like, she kind of knew the vocabulary and she just knew that she wanted to do something for her grandkids. And she said, I'm willing to learn. Um, are there tutorials I can join? Are there other groups that I can join to get like the basic fundamentals? She said, like, um, I may not be the smartest, but I'm so determined to learn for my grandkids that I'm going to figure this out, which yeah. I thought was like, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i a sucker for stuff like that. I thought it was fantastic.
1: And I think it's a combination of both in the sense that, yes, like if you are like my parents, me, uh, like people that n- never face issues, as you said, to have a mortgage or everything, the probability that, that you, you don't have the same appetite for alternative options uh yeah because you are okay right and at the same time i am sure even if in a population that is that doesn't have all of that uh uh, privilege of like getting like
0: (gasps) he said privilege he used the word privilege i didn't coax him into it it's not a conspiracy it came out of his own mouth he said privilege
1: all right so uh even In the in population that didn't have all of these privileges, I think age is a factor. For instance, I think age for Bitcoin. I'm talking about like Mm -hmm. if you take like I don't know, you were mentioning this lady who was from Trinidad. I think if you look at Trinidadian population, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, you do like a age pyramid. You call it in pyramid desage, and you compare about the same, but for Bitcoin lovers. You might realize that, in general, people are really young, mm. or you know what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, it's not like one or the other. I think it's a combination of both.
0: Mm. My dad actually uh, bought Bitcoin a few years ago. Yeah. He's got his hardware wallet and everything. So <clears throat> I'm clearing that, my voice. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: But does that mean does that resonate what I just said, or does that mean, because you said your father too has a Bitcoin? So is it because no, that you think age is not a factor?
0: Well, I mean, like you
1: think it's a factor and there are other factors such as the level of privilege that you've got, for instance.
0: I guess I'm I guess what I'm saying is that age doesn't have to be a factor like um, and of course, I don't have any like like uh, studies to look at the data to see if age, in fact, is a, a variable with respect to Bitcoin adoption. But I'm more inclined to think that necessity is a larger incentive than age. Okay. That's, that's my belief. But I, again, I don't have data to, to actually yeah. back that up. But um, so I was clear my throat because this is going to be like um, a big question the setup. Do you think that privilege could actually be a liability when it comes to adopting new things? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think so. I yeah, I am convinced it is a liability. I mean, I think the more you get, the less hungry you are for innovation uh, in general. Like, if you are really comfortable, I mean, that that's why to me there is like a, a cycle in like every company, for instance, right? Because they got to be very rich. And at one point, you are less hungry for innovation and you become more fat or fatter, I don't know what's the right term, but you
0: get fatter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You,
1: you get fatter and you don't move as quickly and you are not as agile. And therefore, at one point, the curve goes down and you die. Like, so yes, it's a, to me, it's very clear in my mind the, the more privileged you are, the less innovative you can get, despite the fact that you have access to more
0: resources, resources
1: and tools and all that. Yeah. There are loads of counter examples to what i just said i mean there are a lot of so so france as a country is a very privileged country Mm. yet there is a lot of great innovation happening like probably actually coming from people that are on the low scale of privilege within the scope of france Mm. and that might be the reason there is great innovation coming from very large companies however to answer your initial question yes i think privilege is a liability to that extent yeah
0: because you get kind of uh complacent i suppose you get fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you get, get fat, fat as you say and that's actually like um i think that that's a like um, a decent sort of takeaway in all of this yeah. like
1: it's a, it's almost like artistic expression right i mean if you look at I don't know if uh, I ask you like what are the, some of the artists that you really admire, that you find are really influential for you. I am con- I personally believe that artistic expression that generally does not come from very privileged individuals. Mm. It comes from like, uh, yeah, harsh environment, like challenges that are being faced. Like, And the same way for innovation, it comes uh, quite regularly from like, yeah, people that are facing significant challenges and have to figure it out in a way or another, hence comes great innovation.
0: Mm. So one would think like if we shift uh, to like a corporate perspective. um, So one of the key, um, what do I say? rebuttals or or one of the key things that keeps coming back with respect to uh, creating a more diverse workforce is this pipeline issue there's a pipeline issue we can't find enough fill in the blank you know and so if we consider that uh when you're very hungry and you have something to prove you tend to be more innovative and you uh come up with Different approaches, you can sort of adapt to trends better because you're not comfortable. One would think that even that this whole pipeline issue argument is not necessarily valid because you might want someone who has had to like to struggle just to make it, so that they bring that energy and that 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 blood to the to the company.
1: Oh uh, yeah, and I work for a big corporation which I'm not going to name but a large corporation, right? And all of these discussions are happening every single day right now, like about how to have a more diverse pipeline and mm. how to have a more how to have more diversity at uh, our senior executive level, all of these elements, right? And yes, I that's right. So I, I did an apprenticeship or co op I was a co op student, right? Like a, yeah. I don't yeah, know how yeah. you call it in English, but I really love the concept of apprentices, like just yeah. very young people that come in the company and uh, never worked before and then they come and they bring you stuff. We, or I should uh, probably try to have to have like more diverse apprentices because we yeah. have a very... Like, it's getting better, but we have like pretty often similar profiles of apprentices that come in the company. But I think the level of competency is important like and innovation comes from hungry people and a lot of the hungry people don't necessarily have the level of competency but have a great ability to learn so you can and when of, you say
0: competency what do you mean especially in the context of having a stagiaire like uh someone so mechanical a engineering yep.
1: for example it's a like it's something that you can accelerate significantly the learning curve by doing mechanical engineering studies, Mm. right? And you start from a base that is like, yeah, there is a lot that you've learned from a theoretical standpoint, Mm -hmm. which is traditionally how we would hire, as an example. We would hire mechanical engineers to work.
0: So in your business, you guys hire mechanical engineers. Yeah,
1: that's a profile that we do for, like mechanical engineers, chemical engineers. Mm And they, so we take them from school and they are equipped when they enter. They don't know the, the uh-huh. working environment, but they have all of this theoretical basis. And they, some of I mean, I, I don't want to generalize there, but is it the best way to bring innovation to secure the, the fundamental knowledge on these people? Or is there more benefit of taking people that don't have this theoretical knowledge to start uh-huh. with, but have like people that actually, yeah, are more hungry, as we just spoke yeah. about, and and I think it's a mix because I I think like it helps to have like the foundation uh, to to yeah, yeah and to I mean work. like
0: yeah, and in the case of like uh, professions like engineers, of course you need that degree, and it is also the case that there are many like uh, black and brown people who have crazy degrees and they still can't get their their feet in the door. Yes. Yeah. And so like, or like you you referred to apprenticeship, for example, so like if it's the goal to have uh, more diversity and inclusion, and you know that within the labor market, there are a lot of people who are highly educated, perhaps they're no longer uh, they're no longer within the, the I guess they're no longer apprentices due to their age like they're a bit older yeah. like is there a way to modify that so that you have like someone who's in their late 20s early 30s for example who have these degrees and for various reasons haven't been able haven't been given opportunities they have the competencies, like you mentioned, is there a way to like sort of rejig things? And I mean, we are, we're, we're supposed to be talking about Bitcoin, so we're yeah. not going to go down the hole, but, but it's but just it's actually, uh,
1: to create a connection with Bitcoin. I yeah. think Bitcoin is a very, it's it's a tool that can really fast bring change. When the what we were speaking about before, like how do you build a pipeline? And, there will be so much resistance along the way. I mean, It's going to take time and Bitcoin can make it happen potentially very fast to a certain extent.
0: Uh, uh, Like for hiring or for?
1: No, sorry, not for hiring. It creates an opportunity that to to have a very good living, not only on speculation, but on getting involved in this (laughs) new industry of cryptocurrency. Like it's almost like if I'm. If I've been, okay, I put myself in the shoes of somebody who who is facing a lot of discrimination during the hiring process and all of these things, I can keep on working on that and hoping that the world evolves and being even hopeful that it will evolve over the next generation. Mm. Or I can look at cryptocurrency, which is just brand new, which is uh, not anonymous, you keep on telling me the- Pseudo
0: anonymous.
1: Thank you. Pseudo anonymous to start with, and maybe I can just engage myself in in, in such uh, yeah, model industry right away. I think it's the speed of change, uh, at least in the industry I work with, and even in my uh, upbringing and society is so slow compared to what a Bitcoin can do or a cryptocurrency can do. Like is
0: doing, I would say, can do, right, is right. doing. Sorry, is I'm happening. still doubting
1: the whole thing. <laughs>
0: And in full disclosure we are enjoying uh, friends drinking beer and i'm having prosecco so <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah like i think that's where the link it is not where the link is, but a link i see between the bitcoin topic of, of this podcast is like this is the speed of change mm. that uh, yeah is much faster than what we are doing
0: it's funny because in my groups, like um, in the Orange Pill podcast group, there's this saying like, have fun staying poor. And that just refers to like, it, it's not literally staying poor, but it refers to your mindset. It refers to your, your you know, like just your desire to continue stacking satoshis, stacking sats, and stuff. And it's interesting because, I mean, who knows what the future will hold, you know? Um, but at the same time, there are on the retail level a lot of like people who were outsiders from the mainstream for a very long time who started adopting relatively quickly to uh, Bitcoin. There are other cryptocurrencies that I don't necessarily believe in. I'm like, I believe more and more in Bitcoin as the <laughs> cryptocurrency, that's another discussion.
1: Uh, people in our village don't accept credit cards by principle, right? I mean, our butcher only wants coins. I mean, all bills, shall I say so.
0: Fiat, hard fiat currency. Yeah,
1: sorry, I don't have all the <laughs> acronyms and everything put together. But.
0: And, and I respect that. Like, I totally respect that, obviously, um, but um, but yeah, but the, it's the notion, what I find quite interesting to uh, to look at is, is how like, so a person's bi- biases by virtue of how they were raised, their identities, will prevent them from adapting to a new technology or a new way of doing things because they're so grounded in in what they know and they don't want anything to change i mean change is very difficult for all of us Yeah, dealing with uncertainty is very difficult for all of us like one big fear for example is like uh you know you you've you've got to manage your 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 cold wallet like how do you do that it's a very scary step like you have this responsibility and the onus is on you and that's something that you know it takes time to get to wrap your, your your mind and your your emotions around. So, I mean, fair enough. But it's like, it's almost as though like, I, I kind of feel that if you were kind of uncomfortable over the past few years, you've been lucky if you've been uncomfortable and you've been introduced to Bitcoin. Like that intersection of discomfort and Bitcoin means like jackpot kind of thing. Yeah. You
1: know? And I mean, for me personally, it's like, I actually, now trust you and i've been telling you a lot about i've been telling you tell me what i should do on that part.
0: notice he said now yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. it's true it's true uh, absolutely <laughs> i combined. was
0: crazy a few years ago <laughs> yeah
1: once i passed all of my like frenchness uh like resistance now i say like just tell me because at the same time i'm like i must say i am not at two percent of your level of in- passion and interest when it comes to bitcoin
0: and i'm still learning but i'm always learning oh, yeah. and listening but, and,
1: and yeah but I'm, I'm i'm far from it so it's more that yeah i trust you on this and uh yeah that's it
0: so um so you went ahead and you decided to experiment in the bitcoin space we're not going to say like how much or what you got but how do you feel now that you've done it
1: great no <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah, obviously I feel good because like uh, the the moment that you told me to purchase first, it went up significantly. And actually, and I told you that many times, I really focus on making sure that in my my mindset, my personal mindset, I am absolutely fine with with losing all of that money. I'm not at the level where I think. Yeah,
0: that's basic investing. Invest what you can lose and still live with.
1: Yes. yes. But that's why I am. So that's why I'm like happy, but I'm not super excited either. Like also I'm, give
0: me or give, give it to me then if you're not super excited.
1: <laughs> and by the way, I already gave it to you. Like the day we got married, this is all our stuff. So
0: no, no, no. But see, it's funny because you said I already gave it to you the day we got married. This is all our stuff. Yes, ours still implies you, Fred. But giving oh, no, it to I'm, me is the only. Side yeah, you. but you're to
1: mean... This is this this belongs to the family. Um,
0: no, this belongs to our daughter, the 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 queen no, of no, no, no. all.
1: <laughs> Once again, difference between her and I. This does not belong to to my daughter.
0: That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not there yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, that's good. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Foster and Ho- no, podcast. I'm storing my words. that yeah, good.
1: <laughs> I must say I was not. I was yeah, not super enthusiastic to do it. I don't like this podcast. It was very pleasant. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for setting this up.
0: Did I make you feel comfortable? It's okay. It's okay.
1: It's, it was good.
0: I might ask you to come back because I like. And in fact, like um, we are so different. Mm-hmm. And it is true. So like all of these studies that say that when you have like uh, a lot of difference in the room together, there's um, a lot more creativity on the plus side. I think that's very true for us as a couple, but there are also heated conflicts,
1: healthy tension,
0: healthy tension in the couple. And I think that that is also true for us. Yes. And, and so this is a, this study is a generalization. When you have different people together, there's more conflict, however, I still don't know if the conflict is due to the fact that we're different or the fact that you're French. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and obviously, uh, there is no option three, which is it has anything to do with you.
0: Anyway. <laughs> I grew up with, with very Canadian manners. And there you have it, the end of a candid and casual conversation with my French husband about Bitcoin and identity. Thank you so much for joining us. It was actually pretty fun to record this episode, and I'll definitely invite him to return in the future. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at saida at fosterinclusion.com. That's S-A-I-D-A-H at F-O-S-T-E-R-I-N-C-L-U-S-I-O-N dot Please visit my website at www.fosterinclusion.com. Bye.